Going today's daf is daf Sadi Zion, page ninety-seven. We pick up on the very top word on the very top line. First word on the top line. We're up to Umi Omar Rav Abda. Umi Omar Rav does Rav say Abda Kimerkakoidami. All right. So here we go. Continuing on the conversation. Now the previous halacha was based upon a premise that Avadim are different servants are different because we consider them to be real estate and real estate cannot be stolen. And therefore we said that if somebody were to steal an Eved when the Eved was in its younger years and you return the Eved now 10 years later where the Eved is going to be a little older, you pay, I'm sorry, you just you could say to the owner, this is your thing, ah, it's 10 years older, yeah, but I never stole it in the first place. That's a fascinating you can make that if, you, if I steal money from you that you could have invested and it would have made money, right. guaranteed, that's right, that's right, that's right. Now, what's unique about this is when you can say, that means Avodim is, is Kikarka, like, like real estate. So it's more like this. It's like real estate. If somebody grabs Tokif, hmm. in the Purim story, not the Purim story. The Purim story. The Purim story, the CD, the oh, Purim story. The put out by a story, Ori, 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 right? The Purim story, Ori. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a must be for every Jewish home. It has every medrash, come out, almost every medrash uh, as you go through that story. Anyway, the officer of Ahasuerus that comes to seize Esther and bring her to the palace, his name is Sir Tokif. Okay. My name is Sir Tokef. I've come to take the girl to Achashverosh. Okay. So, so, Hatoikef, Sir Tokef comes and he takes the Eved of his servant. Uh, he takes the Eved of his friend, Vasubai Malacha. And he does Malacha with this Eved. The Halucha is Potter. You're going to be Potter. Why you Potter? You used your friend's property. And you should have to pay. And Zigmar, how come I skin? What are we dealing with over here? Shalai Bishas Malacha. You work the Eved not at a time where it would usually work for the master. So it means like this. You have, this Eved usually works for Ruvain from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Shimon steals him at 9 p.m., works him to the bone till 3 a.m., and then sends him back home. So he didn't take away any Malacha from the, uh, from the original guy. And Mamele doesn't need to pay. Kihad Shalach Rav Abba Lamari Barchama Boimine Me Ravuna Ask Ravuna Hadar Bachatir Shachaber Zamilad. There's somebody, a squatter, in your friend's field without permission. Sarach Lalis Leishara in Sarach Leishara. You have to pay him rent. Veshochulai in Sarach Lalis Leishara. If the house is not for rent, and the guy just just squatted there and didn't ruin anything, you don't need to pay. So you see that if you benefit from your friend's property and he has no loss whatsoever, there's no obligation to pay. Says Gemara, one second, what are you saying? What, what's the connection over here? It makes sense by the squatter. Whether you say that we're dealing with a house which is livable inside, so the owner, see, here, here's what's unique about a home. A home, on one hand, could get ruined if people do live there. On the other hand, it will get ruined if people do not live there. Okay? If nobody uses it, it will get ruined. Whether you say that you know uh, things get ruined if it's empty, also either way, the owner has a gain from a squatter in his home. There is 
there is an element of benefit. So over there, since there's an element of mamish benefit to the owner, we'll say you don't need to pay. Not only, again, not only because the owner's not suffering a loss, but maybe because he's even benefiting. Since I'm caused bring him a benefit, those two combined allows me to not pay. But if I take my, if I take my friend's servant, what does he gain by me working the servant? Answers the Gemara. Ami, they said, Hachanami nechalei delay listri yavde. No, I'll tell you what the master gains by you working his servant. You know what he gains? You're building a work ethic in the servant. Yeah, the servant now knows how to work not only from seven a.m. to seven p.m. but also from nine p.m. to three a.m. Okay. Bei Rav Yosef Barcham Avatak of Avde de Inshi de Masik Bohuzuze Vavdi Bu Malacham Rav Yosef Barcham. The people from Rabbi Yosef Bar family would take servants of Avadim who owed them money. So let's say Reuven owed Rabbi Yosef Bar family money and he wasn't paying. They would take their servants of these people who owed them money and work them in order to, to, get, to get repaid. Omar Lay. Omar Lay Rabbah Bray. My time, Ma'avid Marachi. He said, "Why do you do such a thing?" He said, "Because a servant, Nohom Krise Le Shavie." Okay, which means the the logic that we mentioned before, same logic that we don't want our servants, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, not having any work, and ultimately we're going to be feeding them, and we're going. Literally, it means that uh, the, the fact that the servant eats. Is already uh, costing money, so I'm, it's an expression of I'm doing the owners a favor by working his servant even more. They have nothing to lose. Again, and interestingly, it, the Rashi explains they didn't take the avodim of these borrowers during their usual work hours. They took them outside of the usual work hours. The borrowers themselves, it's not like you're wasn't like Geneva. They weren't causing them any sort of loss. And I'm feeding this Ebed. This Ebed's not going to be hungry when he goes back home. I'm doing it in a helpful way. The Maisa, I'm allowed to take the Avadim. I'm allowed to take He says, well, he says, I have a question. Different types of slaves, different types of servants do are, are capable of different types of work. He says... Um, there's a slave by the name of Daru who dances in the Beikuve. Beikuve are the, uh, the the bars. Yeah, he was a he was a, he was a servant. And the way that they worked him is that he was he was an entertainer. Kulu avdi but um, other avadim they do real work. And since other them do real work, it's not so pushed. It's not so simple that you could just take somebody else's evid without it being, you know, without their permission to work them because you're gonna you're gonna use up their kaiches, you're gonna use up their strengths. Amarlay, so he says, like we just learned. You see that the assumption is that a master is okay. With somebody else using his servant, as long as he's not taking a loss, because it allows the it allows the the uh, servant to learn how to work even more. Amar Le, so he said. So Rava said back, Now, 
He says, that's true when the one who took the Ebed is not owed any money. Mar, but you, the Masik Buhuzuze, Mechzei Karibis. It might look like, uh, it might look like ribis. Okay, very interesting. That uh, you lent money and now you're taking back an Eved and you're going to say you know exactly how much is being repaid by the Eved. He says this is a problem because an Eved could be worth more than the actual loan which was made and not even if it's not ribis, because you're just taking him for his work, but it's Mexic ribis. It appears to be like ribis, and the Yid has to be very careful from doing things that even have the appearance of a sin. Even though we say that a squatter it does not need to pay, even though, by the way, this is not, this is not true if the house is for, is for rent. Okay? If the house has financial value to the owner, you, you have to pay. If you're squatting there, this is talking about a vacant a vacant place, and somebody just lived there. You let to charge them after the fact, and they didn't do any sort of damage. They didn't they didn't do any sort of damage to the house. They didn't use your utilities. They didn't uh, dirty the walls. They pushed it. Didn't do anything. Okay. Um, but what if somebody if Ruvain lends Shimon money, and then Ruvain lives in Shimon's property? She's gonna get the money back from Shimon. Plus, he lives in Shimon's property. Tarach says, you're going to have to pay him, otherwise it looks like ribbis. You got, a, you got a living space, plus your money back. So he said, Amrla, you're right, Hajibi. Hajibi means you're right. He says to his beloved son, thank you for teaching me. What a beautiful message. And I believe this is why the Gemara goes to the whole shock of Atariya. Goes to the back and forth. You have a father and son going at it, and ultimately the son's right. And the father says, you're right, Hajibi, I'm not going to do it anymore. Do biskirecht. Imar, we learned that if somebody takes Vinasai, the boat of his friend, and makes money with it, he works it. Amarav, The owner of the boat could demand either the whoever took his boat pays a rental fee, or he could say, I want you to pay me instead of rental the amount that the boat depreciated in value. Because there's usage now. Yeah, a used boat is less valuable than a less used boat. Ushmul Abar and Shmuel says, No, you cannot demand rent, but you could demand any, uh, any um, lowering of value. Okay. Now, what's interesting is that... Um, if somebody were to steal something, and this goes back to what we mentioned yesterday, and Rabbi Ravinsky touched on this towards the beginning of today's death, we don't find that if somebody steals from somebody else that they have to pay rental costs. Let's say somebody were to take a car. So the Torah says, you return the car. What if the guy returned the car after two months? And again, let's say he put like five miles on it. It just sat in the guy's driveway hiding. And then the guy's like, you know, forget it. I'm not getting Could the owner say, give my car plus two months of car rental? No. What no. Because you're a ganav. You're not a renter. You're a ganav. One second. Let me just take this from the Zoom. Go ahead, Dave. What if, I, what if I took the car, I stole the car, and I used up the gas that was in the car? Well, you'll have to pay for depreciation in value, according to Shmuel. 
and you got anything, whether it's depreciation in gas or the fact that the car now has more mileage on it, also okay. also is a loss. But there's we we don't say there's a rental fee. A gondola's not a rental. You're not a seicher. So Shmuel makes a lot more sense. Right. I shouldn't say that. Somebody taught me today a beautiful zach. Should I tell you something? About it. I was talking to Richard Centurio. Okay. I learned with Richard on Wednesday and Thursday. He said like this. Something I knew, but he, it, we, we formulated, we were learning, we go through a safer together. Hamas pikla ibn Hashem. It's the Rambam Sonra, but Rambam and Rambam. So it came up in the midah of generosity. Goes through, goes through various midas and how to how to implement it, how to utilize it in life. So, what we go through, we we went through uh, uh, compassion, then the generosity. The next one is is uh, calmness. Is the next malacha. Be it as it may, Rabbi Ram ben Rambam brings up an idea that, uh, and I liked how how uh, Richard put it, and I and I knew this. I knew this. The way it was phrased and the psychology behind it, I, I, I didn't really grasp it until he said it like this. Here's what I knew. And here's what we all know. If you learn Tyra, you're not supposed to say, it doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to say, I don't understand it. Why? So for some reason in my mind, it generally is because what am I respecting here? Am I respecting the Tyra or am I respecting me? Right? The chsarns and me. Chsarns and me. That's, to me, that was always just the posh of mine. The, the psychology that, uh, that, that uh, he brought out is, it's not only in where the weakness is, it's also in who has to make a move. Who has to make a move. Which means, a person shouldn't say, it doesn't make sense. Because then, and here's how, this is above Ramban and Ramam led us to this, and this is how, how uh, Richard phrased it. It is that. That thing doesn't make sense. Okay? What am I saying? There's something out there that I'm staying in my spot. That has to change. That's what teenagers say to parents. You don't make sense. I, I don't mean. Okay, as opposed to, I either don't understand it, or I cannot make sense of it. If I present it like that, then who has to make the move? Who has to make the change? Me. So it's not just it's not just the right and wrong. It's also who has to put the move. Who, who has to get into move? Who has to move? For some reason, like I just this specific nakuda, this specific idea. Of what we're really saying when we say, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Or even though we don't mean that, but even to use that expression, and I'm, I'm going to stumble again. I know I will. <laughs> um, but th- that's the problem with it. The problem is that I, I'm not putting the onus on me to expand myself enough and to move myself enough to say that Lachora, it seems that's right. And I have to figure out how I fit how I fit with that, as opposed to it is the thing that needs to be moved, which is, uh, which is Shachronis, which is a problem. But yeah, let's uh, go ahead, Rebbe. Amar Papa. Papa says, Lei there's no machlaikas over here between Rav and Shmuel. Again, Rav says that 
If the owner wants, he could take rent or he could take the loss in value. Shmuel says only loss in value. You're not a renter. It depends if this boat was being rented out. So Rav says if it's being rented out, you could take rent. Shmuel says you only pay for the loss of value. He's done with a boat that's not being rented out. If you buy the same, if you want, you can say either uh, both cases where it's gonna it's it's uh, capable of being rented out. And the nafkamin is gonna be where um, when the guy took it, when the guy took the boat, what what his das was, what his intention was. Was his intention to rent it? And if his intention is to rent it, so then the owner could say, listen, I know you wanted to rent it, but it wasn't with my permission. So I'm going to consider you to be a gazlan and you have to pay for a loss of value. Or you're going to say to me, oh, you planned on renting it? Okay, here's the rental fee. Whichever one's a higher value to me, I'll be able to charge you. But Shmuel's dealing with the case where the guy only has intention to steal it. And when it comes to stealing, there, there's no rental fee. Okay. Next case of the Mishnah was, If you steal a coin and it cracks, what's the halacha? You have to pay the value of the coin at the time that you stole it. Remember what the Mishnah say after that? What if the coin didn't crack? It just becomes not usable. What if it becomes not usable? So then you can just give it back to them. The physical coin is the same. You can just give back the physical coin. If it cracked, it's not the same. And therefore, you can demand the value. Amar Avuna. Nizdag, nizdag, mamish, nifsal, posel, lemalchus. Cracked means broken. Posel means, yeah, there's no, it's, it's not considered a currency by the, by, by the government anymore. Rebuta Amar, and Rebuta says, Pasal te nam, nistak. He holds no. He says, you know, even if the government says it's not usable anymore, so you stole something that was usable, now so long used, he says, that's called cracked. So according to Rav Yehuda, what's the case of Puzzle? Okay. Where I have... <laughs> Let's see if I have this. Let's see if I have this. Or if I took it out, because I was carrying it around for months. Um, nope. Okay, I have a uh, sitting in my wallet that it was like a uh, hundred pesos or something. Yeah, I have nothing to do with it. Garnish, but garnish. So what happens is like this: you have a guy who stole a Russian ruble in 1980 from Yankel. They both emigrated to Eretz Yisrael. Now it's forty. Four years later And You walk over to the guy You stole it from And you say Here's a Russian ruble The guy's like Seriously? Yeah I, I, I don't do this Okay So And the Israeli banks Are not taking it It doesn't even have value In the Israeli banks So It's not accepted By one country But it is accepted In another country According to you, it means that the government's not accepting it. Harry Paris, what happens if somebody steals fruit? And they spoil. Yayin, you stole wine. You want to return it five years later. Spoiled. That should be similar to Paso Malchus. There you got to pay. Over here, we said, what our Mishnah says, you do not need to pay. 
you could say Aresha Cholofanacha, but if you're saying, you could say Aresha Cholofanacha in a case where we'll call the coins rotted because the government's not accepting it, why when it comes to fruits that you stole that rot, do you have to make payment? Also, give back the rotten fruit and, and end of the story. Amar says says, No, it's not the same fruit. When fruit spoils, it's not considered the same fruit. The taste changed, the smell changed. By uh, by coins, it's the exact same. Uh, it's the exact same coin, and therefore you could say Behold, this is yours in front of you. Take it. According to you, who says that if a government does not accept it, that's considered a cracked coin, and you need to pay. What happens if you steal truma and it becomes tummy? That should be like it becomes puzzle for Hashem's kingdom. But we said if you steal truma from somebody and you make a puzzle, so nobody is able to benefit from it now. Nobody's able to, the Kayan can't eat it. The Mishnah said you could say, you just give it back. Why? It should be considered puzzle of the Beis Amikdash. But why not? Let him say, why can you say, I'll tell you the difference between Truma that becomes Tameh and the coin. The difference is, Truma that becomes Tameh, you don't see any difference at all. It's not noticeable. A corpse touched it. It still looks exactly the same. But by the case of the coin, we're going to assume that uh, it's the, the damage is noticeable. Damage knows it. Why? Why is it noticeable? It's interesting. Because it's no longer acceptable. Because it's no longer accepted in this country, everybody knows about it, and therefore it's, uh, it's considered a noticeable uh, theft. Itmar, we learned, if somebody um, lends money to his friend, based upon a coin. Okay. So, what? Does that mean collateral? Not necessarily, it's more like this. It's more like, I'll lend you, um, here, I own a store, I own a supermarket, and I say, you could take the box of Cheerios, you have to give me back a dollar bill. Okay? So, and then the dollar bill becomes useless. So it's now two months later, and I say, I'm giving you this, but you have to, I'm lending you the Cheerios. You have to give me a dollar bill. A dollar bill doesn't have the value two months later. Lost its value. So what happened? Huh? So what happened? Okay, so what do we do? Rav, Amar Rav says, What's Allah atab vomit bays? Nice and Okay. You got to pay back whatever value was at that time. You got to pay it back later. Whatever, whatever, whatever is going to give him the value back now is what you give him. Uh, and uh, Shmuel says, no, you can give him back a single dollar, even though it's not accepted over here. And you could tell the, we'll call the grocery guy, go to Meishon. What does it mean, Meishon? <laughs> Wherever it's accepted. Huh? Wherever it's accepted. Yeah, is like a, a faraway place that they don't hop yet. Yeah, you know, they, they don't hop yet what's going on. There was a joke going around during COVID. There's a joke going around that uh, this is after Lakewood and New York. We're done with it after like two months, you know? And then the rest, all of us out-of-towners were still uh, in the masks and, and everything. There was a kufa of a, c- a couple of months. So that was like that. So the, the uh, East Coasters had a joke that uh, 
in 20 years, 20 years we're going to be telling our children that there was this thing called COVID and everybody stayed indoors and they shut down the shuls and we all had to wear masks and there was bubbles and social distancing and and our kids are going to be like, what? What are you talking about? And our grandchildren never heard of such a thing. Really? Such a thing? I don't believe you. And we're going to say, come, hop in the car, kids. We'll drive you to Baltimore. You'll still see it's going on. <laughs> still wear a mask. That was like the uh, yeshiva joke going around about the out-of-towners. So, so uh, what's that? The Avayda is like this, you know, in, in a far, if, you, if you're so vite, if you're so far away, you don't have yet that the, 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 the dollar bill didn't change. So he says, says Shmuel, you could say to him, I'll give you the dollar. I, I can't use the dollar here. Yeah, go out of town. Go out of town. There they're still wearing masks. There they're still using the dollars. Yeah, he could say that. Only Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Mestavr Mosi the Shmuel, Desle Orcha Lamezal Mishan. It makes sense according to Shmuel. Excuse me, you could use the old coin and tell them to go to Meishan. But let's say, say if there's any reason for me to go to Meishan, we'll call it Timbuktu, then you could say that. But if there's no reason for this guy to ever need to travel to this place, then Shmuel would agree that you cannot pay him back with that type of money that he has no use for. question to if somebody has food that's Meiser Shani, the Allah is your letter transfer the holiness of Meiser Shani onto money, onto coins. Beautiful. The question is, what type of coins? What type of coins? Where these coins need to be accepted? So it says you're not allowed to transfer the holiness onto money that is not accepted in Yerushalayim. The money has to be capable, since the Maishashani had to be taken to Yerushalayim, you have to transfer onto money that is accepted in Yerushalayim. Kezad, what's the case? If you have a Kuzvi coin that is accepted in Yerushalayim. Okay. You can't do that. Because they're not used. Later ones are then mechalim. Then, uh, then you could. Okay. So what do you see from over here? So, uh, ask the Gemara that you're allowed to use. Um, you're allowed to transfer the holiness onto similar coins, even if it's not currently used as currency in Yerushalayim. So why did you tell me before you can only transfer the holiness of Maishashini onto coins that are accepted in Yerushalayim? Amalai says to him, what are we dealing with over here? This is talking about an era where the Malchias are not makbid on each other. And therefore, since people can hold all different types of, uh, of currencies, even though this guy is not currently traveling to a place where, where um, it's accepted, but, you know, like... See, even over here, like in the, in the United States, a lot of the banks will accept, even though we don't use it as part of our currency, they'll accept other currency notes, and you could easily transfer it into that money. That's basically what the Gemara is responding, is that even if it's not something that's currently used in this locale or whatever, we can easily, uh, you know, uh, turn it back and, and get its value back, so then we're not going to have... Uh, there's no there's there's no problem of transferring Meister Shani onto a currency which could be cha- which could easily be changed into a into a value in Yerushalayim. Says the Gemara, Ella ki Amar Shmuel Malchuya Kishamalchias Magbi the Zu Azu Hechi Hechi Matzi Mamti Le. 
if we're dealing with a, let's say we're dealing with a case where the countries are makbid on each other, or that you know they don't allow each other to uh, to use other currencies. So So what's it going to help? Even if you're paying back somebody who's going to Mishon, guess what? You're not even going to be able to bring the money there because when you cross the border, it's going to be illegal. Yeah, you ever go to places? I think there's rules about it. You can't come into the United States with more than $10,000 in cash without declaring it. Something of that sort, right? So there are some countries, they don't let you bring in foreign currency. If they don't let you bring in foreign currencies like Mishon, so how can you repay them? Yeah, you could bring it there if you're shrewd enough. The lai bechashi. Sometimes they don't really check, but if they if they do check, then they're you know they might take it away. Okay, Tashma, come and listen. You're not allowed to take holiness of Maishersheni and transfer it onto coins from Eretz Yisrael that are in Bavel, because in Bavel these coins don't have currency value. You're going to have to be brought back to Eretz Yisrael for them to have value. Bishal Bavel, You also can't. Use uh, money from Bavel when that money is in uh, Eretz Yisrael. Shall Bavel vehim bebavel But money that's in Bavel, in Bavel, there's no problem. You could move the holiness of Maaser Sheni. Now the chiddush, the the chiddush over here is, the chiddush over here is that if I have Maaser Sheni in Bavel and I put it on money in Bavel, well that money has to be taken to Yerushalayim also because you can only eat. You can only purchase, right? You, you're, the, you can only eat the food that you're going to buy with the money in Yerushalayim. But still, since I'm in Bavel, I could put on Babylonian coins. Now, you see, says the Gemara like this: If I'm in Bavel, listen closely. I'm in Bavel. I have my sushini, and there's skullim in Bavel. You cannot. Transfer the holiness onto Israeli coins. One second. Why not? Those Israeli coins can easily be taken to Yerushalayim. Afal Gav to save the make of the Hazam. So you see, you could transfer Kedusha onto coins. I'm sorry. You see, you cannot transfer Kedusha onto coins in a place where they're not current, currently considered currency, even though it could be used in Yerushalayim. The reason why it won't work is because at that point the Israeli government was not allowing, uh, they were mocked on each other. One second. If the Israeli, if you're not going to let in Babylonian coins, then why if I have my Shani and Baba and I transfer onto Babylonian coins, why am I allowed to do that? It can't make its entrance into Eretz Yisrael. I'll tell you why. These, uh, these coins are fit to dissolve in Bubehema, what you could do is you could, huh? Exactly. Buy an animal and bring the animal to Yerushalayim. See, you don't have to take the actual money. I could take the Maishr Shani holiness, put it on money, and we're assuming the guys take money to Yerushalayim. You don't have to do that. You could buy an animal, take the animal to Yerushalayim, and then shech the animal there, or... Uh, or exchange the cow, uh, the cow there as well, right? So, for example, for example, if let's say you can easily sell, I don't know, let's uh, let's say there was a maximum uh, currency limit of entering United States of a thousand dollars, right? 
So then maximum currency limit. So you, you could buy something in a different country that is easily sellable. Either, uh, you know, something from uh, an iPad, an iPhone. Uh, diamond is easily sellable. Maybe, yeah, maybe no. Whatever it is. Something. I think there was a Tkufa a year ago or so. Somebody told me about this. You couldn't buy fruit roll-ups in Eretz Yisrael. The crazy price. A box of fruit roll-ups is like $15. For six fruit roll-ups Because there was a social media fad Of You take a ball of ice cream You wrap it In a fruit roll-up Make it like a wrapper You stick it in your freezer This was, became like the coolest food On social media in Eretz Yisrael And people were buying up Fruit roll-ups left and right The prices of fruit roll-ups skyrocketed 15 uh, People were busted for trying to smuggle in uh, fruit roll-up boxes, and uh, uh, I got some ice. I guess the fat is over. I don't know, but apparently it's it was a delicious dessert for uh, for teenagers. Um, so you, you know it's uh, you, you know it's easily sellable. Uh, so you just transfer you transfer the the money onto an item, and then you, when you take that item, tear it to well. So that's done easily. They made it the color that all coins. Is considered currency in Yerushalayim. Says Gemara, incredible. Listen to this. Beautiful. Mamish beautiful. Chavra is gewalt. In Yerushalayim, says the Gemara, the Brisa says, they made a decree. You know what the decree was? There's no currency in Yerushalayim. You know why? Every Yid should feel comfortable wherever they come from, their currency is the local currency. So they accepted every currency of the world in Yerushalayim. This way people could send their half shkalim and they could send donations and it wasn't a problem. They did, it wasn't difficult to make donations to the base of Mikdash. And when people showed up, everybody knew, yeah, there's Yidin from Russia, there's Yidin from Japan, there's Yidin from Australia, there's Yidin from America, there's Yidin from England, there's Yidin from Sweden. There's Yidin, all, all currencies, says the Gemara, if all currencies were accepted in Shalayim, we should allow Meister Shani and Bavel to go on to Babylonian money. Basically, the answer is, okay, you're right. <laughs> if we're d- during that era, you were allowed to. But it wasn't always like that. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, what's considered a coin of Rishlaim? Dov Rishlaim Mitzarechad, Dov Rishlaim written on one side, Rishlaim Erekadesh Mitzarechad, Rishlaim Erekadesh on the other side. Um, what's considered matbeah of Avram Avinu? Zakin uskena mitzad echad. Zakin uskena Avram and Sara ubachru besula mitzad acher and Yitzchak and Rivka on the other side. Bamine Rava Mirachista Rava and Rachista Shaila from Rachista. Question searching for information. Amalbas chaveri alamat bay. If somebody lends his friend money and he says you're going to pay me back alamat bay, you're going to pay me back with a specific coin or like a dollar bill. Vaisifu alav. And then they were Maisif onto it. Okay? What happened was, they, I, I said, you have to pay me back with a silver dollar. Then the mint, when they printed out new dollars, they added silver to the dollar coin. They added silver. Mahu, what is the halacha? Okay? What's the halacha? How do we handle this? Is it considered a new coin? What goes on? Amr Lai. 
You have to pay him back with a coin from the time, whatever is considered the money at that time. At that time means when you're when you're paying it back. Yeah, even if it's a much bigger coin, much bigger coin. Again, because you said you're paying me back a dollar. Okay, well now a dollar is more, but we made up it's that word. So if this is what everybody's calling a dollar, even though there's more silver on it, that's what you should have to pay. But even if it's so much bigger, I'm really in. I'm really, I feel like he tartia, I'm really in. Vaka Zion Peri, says the Gemara, but <laughs> you're, since it's a much br- bigger dollar and there's more silver, it's going to have greater purchasing power. We say, if things are, uh, if um, you're right, but uh, if, it, if it does offer him more value, then what we're going to do is, we'll say pay back less. In other words, we're going to take inflation uh, kind of into account. But if let's say it's, you know, they had to add because everything costs less than than that. Says more, but it's still more valuable than the one you got. This happened, and they said de that you could change it a little bit based upon the inflation costs or the change of of uh, the coin and the number they give to this. Is you take a zuz of argardomis and you put it taya to to an Arab coin and it works ten to eight, okay? Which basically means that if it's uh, if if it's within a fifth of uh, of larger, then we're going to keep things the same. But once things because it's standard for there to be inflation, things go up and things go down. But if it's larger than that, then we'll then we'll start chesbeting uh, out. What the uh, you know ex- exactly how to adjust the repayment at the time that the the loan is uh, being wrapped up? Okay, we'll hold it here. Best room tomorrow. We'll pick up for it with Amar Rabba. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.